Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. And her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Verses 1 through 10, Exodus chapter 2. And then looking briefly in the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Verses 25 Thirty-seven. Excuse me. Verses twenty-five to thirty-seven. Luke chapter ten.
Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you called us as your church to be a church of compassion, a church of love, a church of grace, a church of mercy. Thank you for the opportunity you give us of being able to be your vessels, your hands and feet in a world that has so many people who've been beat up by the world and left on the side of the road for dead. Lord, thank you for the fact that we can be a part of your your work in the world of showing your compassion, your mercy, and your love to people, adults, as well as babies in the womb. Help us to recognize, Lord, that every day is a day to be involved in extending your mercy, your grace, and your compassion to a world that desperately needs to be touched by your love. Help us to be faithful vessels through which that ministry can happen each and every day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we echo what 1 Samuel 2.2 says, There is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. What a hope we have today, Father. So much chaos in this world. So much, it seems like, senseless, senseless killings. And yet we have you as our rock. You have you as the one who never changes, the one that we can cast all of our cares on you, that we can run to you, we can cling to you, we can depend on you today. What a hope we have. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your son who died on the cross to make all this possible, this relationship that we have with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are very honored to have as our phone guest today, Felicia Rowland. She's the director of My Choices Pregnancy Help Clinic in Ripley, Mississippi. And also with us as well as the nurse manager, Diane Flake, who also is on staff there. Uh, Felicia and Diane, how are you all today? Doing very well. All right. Great to have you all. And, uh, uh, as we uh, begin, I'm going to ask if Felicia, if you'll go first, and then Diane, if each of you would just take a moment to further introduce yourself to our listeners so they'll know just a little bit more about you, whatever you wish to share. And then we want to dive right in and talk about the mission and the work of My Choices Pregnancy Help Clinic. My name is Felicia Rowland, and um, I'm the director here at My Choices. Um, we have been serving in Ripley, Mississippi since 2006, um, and we are just blessed to be here and serve our community. We serve in a very loving and supporting community. I am the nurse manager, and um, I've been with my choices since 2018. I was led here by the Lord. Um, I have always had a heart for um, the unborn, and the Lord just um, put me in the right place at the right time so that I was able to come and be a part of this ministry and and fill a need um, for a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, have to, since we're a medical facility, we have to have a nurse on site um, any time the doors are open in order to do what we do here, which mm-hmm. is, um, as nurses, we do the pregnancy test and the ultrasounds here. 
and uh, neither of those can be done by a lay person. Mm-hmm. So um, our nurses are important, and our nurses are um, very well trained. Um, we are um, a member of NIFLA, which is the National Institute of Family Law Advocates, and uh, they train our nurses, and we follow their um, recommendations and for our policies and procedures here so that we're held to the same standards of any medical clinic that you would walk mm-hmm. into. Uh, however, since we are um, supported entirely by donations from Christian organizations, churches, and individuals, businesses, uh, we don't receive any government funding, therefore we're free to share the gospel with each and every person who walks through the door. And so that is a very part of our a very important part of our ministry, along with meeting physical and emotional needs. We're able to um, meet spiritual needs as well. Okay, all right. And so, and how long have you been on staff there? Five years. About five years. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we're grateful to have you on the broadcast today. And uh, so, Felicia, would you take a moment to further introduce yourself as well? Yes. Um, like I said, um, we opened in 2006, but my story is um, involves pregnancy help clinics long before then. Um, I was actually a client back in 1989 at the clinic in Tupelo, Mississippi. And um, we have a beautiful daughter through that situation, and we um, were married. And my husband is actually now in the ministry, and God has completely transformed our lives. And through um, through that, that I became a volunteer um, 10 years later after my first visit there. I became a volunteer in the Tupelo Clinic as a con advocate. And served there for a few years and then um, transferred to the Pregnancy Help Clinic in New Albany, Mississippi. And they were in the process of opening up a clinic here in Ripley and asked if I would be interested in directing that. And so that's how we we became here in Ripley. Um, I transferred to here and opened the clinic in 2006 and we've been here ever since. And it's been a blessing to us and our family um, with our history, and we know how the girls feel when they come in um, young and experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, and um, we're able to share our story of how only God can change your situation for you and how if you will just turn your life over to Him, He can lead you and if you, and you know what that could look like for you. And so we're just blessed to be able to offer that support to girls facing those situations that we were in and God redeemed us out of. Mm, Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Felicia, I want to ask if you'll take a moment now to pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to share with them today through the broadcast. Lord, I do pray that um, anyone who is listening to this broadcast today would have an open heart to what you would have them hear, that you would um, share and speak to them in a way that would help them to see the importance of supporting their local pregnancy centers, their um, 
in donations and prayer and in volunteering. And I pray that you would help them to understand their role, the church, the role of their church, um, maybe even their business. So I pray you would just um, give them open hearts within the pro-life message that if they have not um, decided where they stand on that issue, that they would, through these words um, that they hear today, that you would just turn our nation toward you and against abortion and that you would just use your believers to do that. And I pray that we would never fail to pray and to, um, but most of all, love those that are making this decision that we would not be judgmental, that we would just love them and provide um, a Christ-like environment that they can find the support they need to make the decision for life. And I just thank you for this opportunity to share what we do here in pregnancy health clinics across the country. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And Diane, uh, I'm going to ask you to pray on the other side of the break. We just have a few seconds before the um, this break, will, uh, before we go into the break. But I'm going to ask if you'll okay. pray uh, also for listeners as well. And, of course, I'm inviting you to pray from the perspective of the nurse and the position you, you um, that you hold and serve from there as well. Again, and I want to say to all of our listeners, it's our hope that, each listener would genuinely become committed to being a prayer warrior for ministries like this one. Father, thank you for every person listening. Anoint us all afresh with the, an anointing that would encourage us to be very supportive as prayer ministers, as givers to help support ministries like this one and many others that you've raised up for your glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Prior to birth, children need our help. Read A Pastor's Notes. God calls the church to stand boldly for life by Pastor Joseph Parker. We are called this day to stand for the innocent and speak out on their behalf. This collection of essays by Pastor Joseph challenges us to take a public stand to protect the lives of the unborn. A Pastor's Notes is available now at resources.afa.net. The body of Jesus Christ must speak up.
music of Mendisa with God Speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Felicia Rowland. She's the director of the uh, pregnancy clinic, My Choices Pregnancy Health Clinic in Ripley, Mississippi. And also on the line is Diane Flake, who is the nurse manager for the same ministry, My Choices, in Ripley, Mississippi as well. Diane, as we begin this segment, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear and receive any and all the Holy Spirit wants to say to them through the broadcast today. Sure. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you this morning, God, just praising you, God, praising you and thanking you for the privilege of of ministering to your children. Father, we do pray for those who are listening this morning. God, we pray that their hearts would be tender toward the unborn babies, and not only toward the babies, but also toward the mothers, God. Um, Father, you know some of these um, situations. You know the situation of every young woman who walks through the door or every young girl who walks through the door. God, you know the situation. You know the um the needs, the heartbreak, the, the um, abandonment, and, God, all the different things that these girls are experiencing. Now, God, we do pray that you would make hearts tender, open eyes, spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, God, to hear and receive and to take it to heart, Lord, um, that um, that we might desire to minister to these babies and these mothers, Father, because they are your precious creation. And it's in your name that we pray, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Diane. Uh, Felicia, I wanted to ask if you would, uh, you know, we may have persons listening who might think to themselves, I want to learn more about the My Choices Pregnancy Help Clinic. Uh, do you have a website or contact information you can share about people that want to learn more or maybe people that might want to volunteer or give financially or become a prayer partner. Uh, can, do you have a website, anything you'd like to share? Yes, we do. It's uh, supportmychoices.org. Um, we have um, a Facebook page as well um, for our clients. It's My Choices Pregnancy Help Clinic. And um, the supporters page is Supporters of My Choices on Facebook. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, then. Now, Felicia, if someone was to say to you, well, Felicia, I've heard of a pregnancy clinic, but I have no idea what they do. How would you respond to that uh, question or statement? Um, a pregnancy help clinic is a ministry that um, our mission is to um, provide a non-judgmental and Christ-like environment that is designed to educate and empower women to make life-affirming choices. Um, we're non-denominational, we're a non-profit, we're Christ-centered, and we're supported solely by the generosity of our local individuals, businesses, and churches that are committed to, to the sanctity of human life. And how we serve our community um, in that area is through free pregnancy testing um, with um, free ultrasounds that confirm pregnancy only, but... Um, and through education, resources, supplies that meet the needs of the women in our community where they're at. Um, we do offer everything for, for free. Um, we save our taxpayers a lot by providing services like that that are either otherwise unavailable in some of our 
um, counties are maybe they're cost prohibitive. Um, some of our women have transportation problems and can't get, you know, to some of the larger cities, and and so we're able to offer services like that in our smaller towns, and and you know some of our places don't have the state and federal programs available to them. So here in Ripley, we are a very small town of five or six thousand people, but um, we are able to offer the same services that are offered in some of the larger cities to, to our people here in the community as well. And um, they're just a tremendous benefit. They help build healthy families and, and stable families through our parenting education and um, just our pregnancy test and childbirth and parenting education and mentoring through our volunteers that are believers, um, this various community referrals and post-abortion support. That's just a few of the services that we offer mm-hmm. um, here at our center. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, uh, on a pretty regular basis, as we allu- talked when we talked earlier, alluded to this, the fact is, even though the life issue and abortion and related concerns have been around a long time, to this day there are many pastors and many individual believers in churches who, again, have, don't know what pregnancy clinics are and aren't familiar with the work that they do. And so I'm going to ask Diane, would you share uh, with our listeners maybe a, a, a story or a testimony that illustrates why a ministry like your ministry, My Choices, is so important in our culture and in our communities? Um, we have most most of um, um, the girls or young women that come in are in um, situations that are not ideal. Um, some of them are even life threatening situations um, as far as the the environment that they live in. Um, so we're we're able to direct them in ways that. Um, allow them to carry their pregnancy um, and get the help that they need. Um, Now that um, abortion is no longer legal in our state, except for the, you know, the life of the mother or if the baby is is deemed to, you know, not be um, born uh, alive or not expected to live, um, sometimes people think that we're no longer relative, but we are because there are so many young women out there who don't have the resources that they need to um, prepare for um, the arrival of a baby in, into their lives, um, not only physical resources, but education. They're not equipped to um, take care of a baby, um, they're not equipped um, as far as um, being informed or educated. They're not equipped with the uh, to provide for the physical needs of the baby. So um, we're here to walk beside them um, as they go through their pregnancy journey. We've had I I can think of one mother um, in particular that it came in. She already had a small child, and she. Um, came to have a pregnancy test, she said, only because her mother told her that she had to, that her mother believed that she was pregnant. And this young woman said, I'm not pregnant. I mean, she was in complete denial. And I could tell when she walked through the door that she was 
um, she looked pregnant to me because she was not a very big person. And so um, I was able to look at her and think, well, I, I believe her mother's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was in complete denial about this pregnancy. She and the father of the baby um, had ended their relationship, and she did not want to believe that she was pregnant. Well, I did the pregnancy test, and it was positive, no surprise to me, and I took her in to do an ultrasound, and she was so um, adamant about not being pregnant when I told her that I got a positive pregnancy test and that we would do an ultrasound. She was so angry. She was so angry that she had a positive pregnancy test, and she said, no, it can't be right. And so um, I took her to the ultrasound room, and, you know, she agreed to have it done. And she she started telling me, you know, if I am pregnant, I'm I'm going to have an abortion. I'm, I'm going to have an abortion. I can't take care of another child. My mother doesn't want me to have another child. That's why she wanted me to come and find out if I'm pregnant because um, I'll have an abortion. She wants me to have an abortion. She's not going to help me with another child. She was living with her mother. Um, It was just the the, she and her mother and and the small child that that this girl already had. And um, so I put the probe on her belly and oh my she was um four to five months pregnant as I recall so we could tell very clearly that this little human being was very much alive moving arms legs hands feet you know sucking its thumb doing all the wonderful things that babies do in the womb and just just full of life and this girl was so angry, she wouldn't even look at the screen. I tried to encourage her to look, look at your baby. And she was so angry, she she wouldn't even look at the screen. She she just stared at the ceiling, just very stone-faced, just, just no emotion other than just anger. And um, so I did the measurements and told her about when her baby would be due and um, let her listen to the heartbeat, and there was no softening there of her. And so um, when we finished the ultrasound, I talked with her. I talked with her about um, carrying the baby and choosing parents for the baby in the um, adoption process because that's something we don't facilitate adoptions, but we do act as a liaison between a girl who... um, is considering adoption. We act as a, a liaison between her and, and the adoption, um, the adoption people facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I talked with her and encouraged her to meet with a representative from the adoption agency, and um, she did agree to do that. But I also, the most important thing, I said. Um, you say that you would have no support, that your mother doesn't want you to have another baby, and that she said that you, you know, would need to have an abortion, and, and you've told me that you're going to have an abortion. I said, before you do that, before you make an appointment for that, um, come back and bring your mother. Bring your mother with you and let her see the ultrasound. Um, we'll do another ultrasound and let your mother see the baby before you make any kind of decision. 
And so um, she did end up meeting with the um, lady from the adoption agency, and they had a good talk. We had a wonderful um, person that, that we use that's excellent with um, the girls and young women that are considering adoption. But the, the greatest thing that happened is that um, she did come back the next week, I believe, within the next week or two, and um, bring her mother with her. And um, so her mother was not real pleased with her, but she she was not expecting what she saw on, on the ultrasound. We did the ultrasound. I put the probe to the um, young woman's belly, and the grandmother was just astounded that this baby was so alive and, and so... Um, present in their lives, even though it's still in the womb. And um, the girl's mother said, oh, I just know that's that's going to be my grandson. She had decided in her mind that it was a boy. It's like it was like a uh, the transformation in the mother and the young woman at that time were was um, was great. It's just God mm-hmm. just worked through the ultrasound and pray. Of course, we prayed with them and ministered to them um, about you know God's creation and God's will for um, the life of the mother, the baby. And, um, but the ultrasound is one of the most powerful tools that we have as human beings um, to minister to these families who are really have already made up their minds for abortion. Mm. You know, Diane, that's a powerful story, a powerful testimony of just how the Holy Spirit will use a ministry like uh, my choices to work through, to use it just like you mentioned, ultrasound is a wonderful tool. And that too is a tool the Holy Spirit uses to help open people's eyes and hearts to the fact that, yes, this is a beautiful baby created by God. And God wants that baby to live. And it's so important. And this is one more reason why I want to, sh- I want to encourage every single listener to keep this in mind. This is what, this story illustrates why you should pray every day for the pregnancy clinic in your community. You should prayerfully consider giving financially to support them. You should prayerfully consider being a volunteer because they help save babies and they help save mothers. They help save families as well. You see how God used the reaction of the mom to help bless and encourage the daughter, and the baby is uh, had the chance to live because, again, the Holy Spirit spoke to her through seeing an ultrasound. So, so much that's important. Let us pr- be committed to supporting and walking alongside the wonderful ministry of pregnancy clinics. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guests today are Felicia Rowland and Diane Flake of the My Choices Pregnancy Help Clinic. We'll be right back.
music from Forever Jones with You Are Welcome. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Felicia Rowland, the director of the My Choices Pregnancy Help Clinic in Ripley, Mississippi, and also Diane Flake, who is the nurse manager of that same ministry. Father, thank you again for this ministry, and thank you for so many other pregnancy help clinics that you have planted all over our nation and all over the world. Thank you for the great work that you're doing as your Holy Spirit reaches through the words and the actions and the hands and feet of these individuals to minister your mercy, your compassion, your grace, and your truth through these places. Father, raise up more and more churches and individuals that will become faithful prayer warriors who will pray for these places of ministry, pray for the staff, and pray for your grace and your spirit to be a work mightily in the hearts and the lives of every single individual that comes through the doors of these wonderful areas of ministry. And Father, Lord, more and more open the eyes of pastors and leaders in the church to see the need for the church to get so much more involved with working with and sending volunteers to and supporting financially and praying much for the work. Thank you for these great places of ministry that you use every single day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Diane, can you share with us uh, the contact information, how they can get in touch with the pregnancy clinic? It, um, our website is supportmychoices.org, and then we're also on Facebook. Okay. All righty. Well, we appreciate that so much. Uh, Diane, I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment uh, specifically to pray for the church, and then also I'm going to ask if you'll pray for women who find themselves that maybe that right now, are finding themselves in a similar position to the young lady that you ministered to in this testimony that you shared a few moments ago. But would you pray for the church and pray for anyone sure. listening today? Sure. Our Father in heaven, Lord, God, we do pray this morning, Father, that um, that as a church, that your people would open their hearts, God, and their their minds and um God, their resources to um, the young women and the um, babies, Lord, that are um, out in our communities, Lord, who are in need of, of um, help. They're in need of someone to love them, to walk beside them in their time of need. Lord, we do pray that you would just um, speak to our hearts, Lord, that you would lead us to those who have these needs and, and that our uh, pregnancy centers would um, be a place of be a place of um, help and, and resource um, a place where these young women can come and be loved Lord and that that the church will support um, the ability of our resource centers and, and pregnancy health clinics to provide to these young women what they need, what they need spiritually and what they need um, in physical material, things like diapers and wipes. God, you know all the needs. And, Father, we, we trust you, and we know that it's by your hand that we've been able to meet these needs so far. God, we trust you to use your people as instruments to meet the needs of, of these young women, their children, their families. 
God, if there is one out there this morning who is facing an unplanned pregnancy, Father, I pray that she would know that in a pregnancy help clinic that she can come, God, and that she will find hope. She will find um, people who love her, people who will walk beside her through her pregnancy, guide her as a as um, one who's preparing to be a mother. Um, Father, there are those here that will love her as Jesus loves her, God, without judgment. Father, I do pray that she will know that her life is not hopeless and that you have a plan for her and for her future. Father God, I just pray that you would lead her to a place like my choices, Lord, where she can be loved and nurtured. Um, In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Diane. Now, I'm going to ask um, uh, Diane and Felicia, if you'll specifically do this, um, I want to ask you all, each of you all, if you would pray for the work that by the grace of the Lord, uh, my wife, Barry, and I have had the privilege of helping to launch. Uh, we're uh, weeks away from our official launch um, of our mobile medical pregnancy ministry, pregnancy clinic that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta. But uh, we've begun to minister to women in the communities and just again to further illustrate just like the beautiful, powerful testimony, Diane, that you shared um, had one young woman who her story was she had driven all the way from Mississippi to the East Coast to, to get an abortion. And by the grace mm-hmm. of God, um, God sent some along her path who shared the gospel to her. She got saved, received Christ and chose to and then was persuaded to keep her baby. Another one was someone who lived in the community who she, too, uh, recent, just recently prayed to receive Christ and decided to keep her baby. And in her case, she actually had the two abortion pills in her possession, but by the grace of God, she chose not to use them. Well, the challenges are there, even though, yes, by the grace of God, praise God, Roe v. Wade has been overturned, and by the grace of God, uh, abortion basically is outlawed in Mississippi. But what many people need to be mindful of is in all 50 states, sadly, because of the reality of chemical abortion, women can still get abortions in all these yeah. states through that means. So would you, I'm going to ask if you all would uh, pray specifically for our ministry and our work, but also uh, pray for uh, families that they would better do their parts, how just like the mom, in the illustr- uh, the story that you shared, Diane, was key in helping to churn the situation around. Would you pray for us, please? Yes, our Father in heaven, God, we do pray that, um, Lord, that you would heal families, these families that um, are experiencing um, these unplanned pregnancies. Lord, they see the baby as a financial burden or a inconvenience. God, we pray that you would solve Lord, we pray for um, Brother Parker this morning and his dear wife, God, as they accept um, the mission, and a challenging mission it is, God, that they accept the mission to open a pregnancy help clinic, Lord, 
that will minister to women in the Delta, women, young girls, Father, um, oh, the the situations are so um, many and the needs are so great. And God, I just thank you for these these two, um, this brother and this sister, Lord, courageous enough to undertake this. God, I pray that you will give them wisdom. God, I pray that you'll give them your wisdom, Lord, that um, you will help them as they make decisions about um, uh, staff and financial decisions. God, I do pray that they're... um, for their finances, Lord, that, Lord, you know what is required as far as money and supplies and staff. And, God, I do pray that you will meet every need, God, that they have as they as they seek to establish this ministry and, and to reach these mothers and these babies and, and, and families. God, we know that you are able. God, you have supplied our every need here. God, we praise you for that. We are only here in Ripley, Mississippi, by um, the providence, the grace of your hand, Lord. And we, we do thank you for that, and we pray that you um, that your open hand will provide for um, Brother Parker and his wife as well as they, as they seek to, to minister, Lord, in the Delta. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much again, Diane, for praying. And uh, Felicia, our time is just about gone. One more time, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about the great work and ministry of My Choices or would like to find out how to volunteer or get connected to your ministry, tell them one more time how they can do that. Um, we have a website called supporter, supportmychoices.org. We're also on Facebook as Supporters of My Choices. Um, but there is a optionline.org um, is a website that can put listeners in contact with the local, local pregnancy center that is closest to them. And I want to encourage them to do that on uh, whatever pregnancy center is in their area, that they get involved in whatever way that they can. Because, um, you know, we're just here in our communities working one-on-one with girls who are facing unplanned pregnancies, helping them um, through um, or empowering them to make life-affirming choices. And, you know, we we don't receive any federal or state funding, and we have the freedom here to share the gospel with every client. And so, you know, we are deeply rooted in our community and partner with a lot of our agencies and organizations and churches. and, And so I just encourage them you know, get involved whatever way they can, financially, um, spiritually, emotionally, prayer support, um, volunteering. Um, I encourage our pastors to promote and encourage their people to do that as well. And and um, it's just an excellent resource in the community. I also want to say that um, if you are um, unsure of how to discuss this, this topic, there is an excellent resource, What to Say When. It's um, it's a guide on discussing abortion okay. and how to change minds and um, and just how to discuss it because it is a, a, a difficult topic sometimes to discuss. So oh. I encourage you know, to get that book and, and look at it as well. But mm-hmm. um, All right. 
Well, Felicia and Diane, thank you all so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you sharing about the work and the mission of My Choices Pregnancy Clinic. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to commit your heart and your life fully to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you pray this prayer with us at this time from your heart? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for all my sins and wrongs. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you pray that prayer, we want to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow strong and deep in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please, please get in touch with us. Again, joseph at afr.net. Well, again, uh, Felicia and Diane, thank you all again for being with us today and Felicia, one more time, would you share the contact information? Supportmychoices.org. All right. Thank you all again for being with us and keep up the great work, okay? Thank you for the opportunity. All right. And we invite every listener, please pray much for the great work of My Choices Pregnancy Clinic and find out where your local pregnancy clinic is. Get in touch with them. Support them with your prayers and your finances. We'd encourage that very much. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.